G'day and welcome to Brown and Hurley's Big Podcast. Join us as we travel through the history and the culture of this iconic Australian family company. You'll hear from Brown and Hurley people and the customers who are part of this journey. Let's hit the road. G'day, I'm Bruce Barnes, a dealer principal here at Brown and Hurley Yatla, and today I have the privilege of talking with Kev Hurley. Uh, Kev's retired, but still actively the director of the uh, one of the directors of the Brown and Hurley Group. Welcome to the big podcast, Kev. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah, it's nice to be here. As you said, retired, but just keep an interest <laughs> in it. Have a bit of trouble finding me when some meetings are on, but we have a good interest in the business and still pretty involved. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to come up today, Kev. It would have been a fairly early start for yourself, uh, shooting up out of Kyogle. Yeah, well, at least we pick up an hour with the daylight savings on, but that's no trouble. Pleased to do it. Kev Hurley, your name's on every building as part of the Brown and Hurley business. Were you always involved in Brown and Hurley from day one? Oh, yes, I guess we were born into the into the transport with the trucks. Dad had a great passion for trucks and Alan and um, we grew up with it. And, and I, uh, yeah, left school, 16, started, uh, went to, uh, when we opened the branch in Townsville, I went there as an apprentice in the workshop and I worked there in Brisbane. And then uh, the only time I haven't been in the company, I went and worked for Kenworth in Sydney for a bit over three years and, and then came back in 1980. So. It's always been involved with trucks. Uh, the only bit wasn't with Brown Hurley, it was with Kenworth. So. Yeah, okay. So so when you sort of left school and uh, said you started out with Brown and Hurley as your apprentice, give you a good grounding? Yeah, yeah. I did started out doing that. And then when I actually went to Kenworth, I was in parts. Dad came and saw me, but coming back, he wanted to step back a bit. My older brother, Jim, was getting more involved in the administration of the business. So I came back and started in sales at Kyogle and I've been there ever since. Yeah, okay. When did you actually start in sales? Any idea what sort yeah, of Yeah, it was uh, late 1980. Yeah, okay. November, I think, yeah. Yeah. Were you a successful salesman? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know my first sale was an old petrol echo. But, uh, yeah, I sold a few trucks. I, I guess i just an old truck salesman in Kyogle, but I have a lot of long-term customers, um, delivered a truck last month to someone who's been buying from me for 40 years. Actually, our oldest, Brown Hurley's oldest customer comes from Wollombar and they've been dealing with us first with the, their dad, with my dad, and then me with the brothers since 1958. So. Yeah. yeah. You, you just touched base on there, you sold a uh, an old ACO. You weren't the uh, international dealer's back in those days. I said quite obviously it was a second-hand unit. Um, do you remember your first new truck that you ever sold? Yes, uh, it's funny you say that because these people I said we've been dealing with since 1958, that was my first new Kenworth, was a SAR in 1981 with an 892 GM in it. Can I ask who the customer was? Brim's Earth Moving in Wollombar. Yeah, okay. And it said you just delivered uh, another truck to the business? Yes. 40 well, years yeah, on? Well, the, the two brothers... Um, Split the business and took part each, and uh, unfortunately we lost one of the brothers last year, Ross. But the inn's still going, and um, we they continually buying trucks. We got trucks to deliver to them in Kyogle at the moment, actually. Yeah, that that uh, as I said, I, I I opened with a bit of uh, tongue in cheek. Were you any good at selling trucks? And uh, I said, if you got customers after forty years, you must be doing something right, mate. Yeah, well, yeah. In regards to that first new truck delivery. Um, it said it started your, your relationship with Brims. 
was it uh, eventful at the end of it? Uh, you know, delivering a new truck, it's always the best. For me, when I was selling trucks, I said I always got pleasure out of um, delivering a new vehicle, making sure it met our customers' expectations. You know, as I said, I'm sure you would have got a lot of satisfaction out of it, a lot of pr- pride. Yeah, you do, Bruce. You get a lot of satisfaction out of seeing the truck that you've specced up that suits the job and, and also seeing the customers grow because the vehicles you know, do the job they've been bought to do and they grow and that's been part of our business. Our customers grow, so we keep growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kev, you said um, the first truck you sold was an SIR to Brims. Do And you've now currently you've, you've retired from selling predominantly. Um, do you remember the last truck you ever sold? Well, it's a funny thing you ask, um, Bruce, because I was about to retire and we'd also been dealing with the Brims Brothers for 60 years. So we had a function and as a bit of a joke, tongue-in-cheek, I guess I said I, to them when I made my speech, I bought my order book and seeing you guys bought the first truck off me, how about you buy the last one? So the two brothers had separated the business then, so they both signed an order and both took new trucks from me as my last truck sale. So, <laughs> so, so you got two orders as your last? <laughs> but I still have the order book if they want another one. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> At Brown and Hurley, we have people certified to work on any system on a Kenworth or DAF truck. Not only do we train our technicians through our award-winning in-house training program, but we also have ongoing training programs for all of our supervisory and administrative service teams. Brown and Hurley have the latest specialised tools. Our tools are regularly maintained and calibrated, ready to do the job. We pride ourselves in our work and we stand behind all our workmanship. Brown and Hurley, servicing your truck and trailer repair needs. So, so what's your philosophy um, on doing business with Brown and Hurley? Oh, well, what, uh, what's the key attribute to being a good salesperson? A couple of things. You've got to, um, when my dad taught me this, is you've got to put yourself in the customer's shoes. Any decision you make, you've got to consider the other bloke's point of view. And uh, one of the simple rules of selling, I think, is to make it easier to do business with us than the, op- than the opposition. And if you do that, you generally keep people, keep customers. Yeah, okay. Making making it uh, easy to do business with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Over your time in the industry, you would have seen a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, especially with electronics and that in the trucks. And, and trucks have become so much more reliable. Like once you've got 400,000 kilometres out of an engine, you know, you thought you were doing well. I know a lot of... Outback livestock carriers used to put pistons in an engine every season. Where Jeez. now, if people don't get a million kilometres, they think they should get warranty. You know? so it's a, the, the, the products have got a hell of a lot better. I guess the roads got better. Yeah. Lubricants got better. So it's yeah. And, and to, our, to our suppliers' credits, they, uh, they, they, they offer those warranties and, and stand by their products Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, yeah. So. Yeah, we're very lucky with the suppliers we have. and. And if you think someone's getting a bit of a rough deal, you can ring them and talk to the suppliers and they'll always put their hand in their pocket to support the customer. Yeah. You would have sold a lot of trucks in those 40 years, thereabouts. Oh, yeah. Is there there any one model that sticks out as your favourite to sell? Well, I guess that old SAR was my first one and uh, that's always had a soft spot for that model. But probably I've probably sold more 
cab overs than anything over my time because I guess they fit so many different applications. But yeah, I like them all. As yeah. long as they've got a brown Hurley sticker on the back and they go at the gate, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You just mentioned there you've sold a lot of cab overs. Why, why do you think the 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 K series, the Kenworth K series, has been so successful? Ah, oh, well, a few reasons. One is that it's you know it's easy to work on. You can tip the cab over and get at the engine and radiator and those sort of things. And in Australia, we have overall length limitations, so the the cab over concept fits that for B doubles. And you know they're just a good, reliable truck. We, uh, well, I don't know what the mix is now, but it used to be about 30% of the trucks we sold were K100s or K200s. So, yeah, yeah, they're very popular. Very versatile. Mm. Um, as I said, you can customise them up or down to suit whatever application, just about every application. So, yeah. Mm. Moving forward, in, as I said, you touched base on there in regards to electrification. Do you think that's going to be the big thing? We're going to see a lot of changes happening, I suppose, in the next five to ten years. Electrification, do you think that's going to be a big... Uh, electric vehicles, I think motor cars that will probably come in, particularly in the cities, but I can't see how an electric truck's going to run three trailers to Darwin. I, I don't yeah. see that as a... Uh, Why is that? Oh, well, the, the battery storage area, you know, and the tear weight. I, someone told me, I don't know this is exact, but to run a B-double from Sydney to Melbourne, the batteries you'd need would weigh 20 tonne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he said it's all extra payload that you don't get yeah, the cart exactly. on the back. It makes you more, in a, makes the in a truck inefficient. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And you've still got to dig coal up to make power to charge the batteries up. Just back in regards to giving back to the community, I see that the other day you were talking about the Lions Club. There's a road that runs out of Kyogle called the Lions Road. Um, you had a bit to do with that, I saw you. Yeah, Bruce. Um, well, I was only a bit of a kid, but Dad, and uh, the, he was probably the main driving force behind it, but there was a shortcut to Brisbane and there was a bit missing over the, um, the border, so a bit of road missing. So. They tried to get government funding to do it and couldn't get any success there, so they got the bit between their teeth and they decided to build themselves. So the Kyogle Lions Club predominantly and the Bay Desert Lions Club took it on board as a project. But it wasn't only the Lions, there was a lot of people who donated equipment and fuel and, and their time up there. And uh, yeah, I spent many years up there as a young bloke and um, sort of where I got the love for machinery too I suppose I was only probably 10, 11 or 12 and was driving trucks and graders and loaders and probably not the best of got, equipment either got got, all, got your operators tickets yeah that's right learned them learned yeah, how to operate in different days of course. So, so how how long is that stretch of road from oh, well, that, if you imagine if you can visualize there was a road up New South Wales side up Gradish Creek and a road up Running Creek on the Queensland side, and there was about eight kilometres missing in the middle. Yeah. So they put through a, a track first, what you call a jeep track, then gradually improved it and gravelled it. And and today it's, it's still a very scenic drive. It's all sealed and bitumen. And yeah, it's a great thing. There's still a uh, donation box on the gate, and every dollar that gets donated, the Lions Club put back into improving the road. Yeah, I, I noticed... Um Last time I went actually for a drive down there, they were doing a lot of upgrades on the bridges. Yes, yeah, yeah. They've, they've replaced a lot of the old wooden bridges with uh, new concrete bridges and they've just done a bit of widening on the road. And 
So I said the donation box, and whenever we go through, we've got to throw a few bob in because I think Dad's up there and he checks the fingerprints on the coins to make sure you put something in. <laughs> Every time you use it, just to make sure you don't miss out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Going back, Brown and Hurley, you've been with since all your life, just about, you may as well say. Um, what would be one of the greatest resources that you've drawn on throughout the, uh, your time with Brown and Hurley? I guess my father and Alan were a great inspiration, you know, uh, to a certain degree I always felt that the next generation, our generation, were a bit like the wingers, Dad and Alan were the front rowers who pushed through and did all the hard times, they didn't have any money and then when the thing started to get going they flicked the ball out to us younger fellows to score the tries so we sort of got the accolades but it was a lot of the work of my mum and dad and Alan and Lil put in the early days to set the bases and the uh, ethics, business ethics of the business. What advice would you give anyone coming into the into the transport industry? Yeah, well, I, you know, well, for example, we used to get the kids down from the high school in Kyogle and you know, to try and encourage apprenticeships and, and things and you'd take them out and show them where they'd start steam cleaning the trucks then take them around to where the truck salesman was driving the USS Commodore and said, have you, you know, come to do this sort of work and work hard and stick at it, that's where you'll finish up and uh, yeah, we've had a lot of good young people come through. We, we pride ourselves on our training. We uh, company run a training award a couple of years ago for our facilities. So. Yeah, that's, I think it's a good industry for young people as long as they're prepared to work. Yeah, and I said, once again, you can go anywhere within the transport industry. There's so many different facets of the business, whether it be from the workshop through to parts or into sales, admin, IT. There's so many different facets involved with this business. It said you can go anywhere. Yeah, and, and we have well, quite a few people within our company. If they want to transfer, if they want to go to Brisbane, they can... You know, you come to one of our other branches or move around and not only in the position but in location so it's good that we're able to offer that and keep the people in house. Yeah I've, I've seen a few people move from branch to branch and give them that career lifestyle and opportunities to uh, to evolve as well. You touch base there on some of your uh, the the founders of the business Alan and Jack. Mm. Um, anyone else in particular that you looked up to along the way? Oh, well, yeah, there's a lot. we've had a lot of good long-term employees and, and in the firm and, you know, people like Brother Jim and Roy Crotty and those people who put in their lifetime into working for the business and treated as their own, so I had a lot of people who inspired me over the time. And yeah. Kev, um, I saw actually when you drove in this morning you had a... Uh, a bit of a flash, bit of a bit of gear there. You quite obviously you got a passion in cars. Oh yeah, yeah. I was a bit of a rev head, you'd probably say. I, uh, some people buy art and put it on the wall. I just buy iron and put it in the shed. So. Yeah, nice. You got a, I said, it's a nice bit of equipment that I saw you drive up in. And I said, is there anything? Do you tinker with them at all, or you keep them stock standard? Or ah, oh, well, I, I uh, over the years I've potted up a few cars for want of a better word and that never works as well as it should so the last couple I've bought I bought them already as performance cars. So. Yeah beautiful you ever get you don't get an opportunity to drive them unfortunately these days too much on the or drive them to their capacity these days on the road. Yeah well we we try and at least once a year um, book the racetrack either at Willow Bank we're going to the one in Warwick in a couple of weeks and we booked the racetrack out a group of us for the day and 
go and do a bit of skidding around up there. Nice, yeah. beautiful, great way to go. They said there's plenty of, um, there's pl- I'm sure there'd be plenty of people to take up. There's plenty of enthusiasts that yeah. uh, that love the racing and, and 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 love their cars within the transport industry. Do you have any other hobbies? No, not too much. I just like my cars. I spend a lot of time with my grandchildren, teaching the oldest one to drive at the moment. Just going back, you asked me about things that inspired me. One of the other people I really admire and look up to is Rob Brown, who was partner in the business for a long time. Rob and I spent a hell of a lot of time travelling together around the branches. He was always a a great inspiration to me. Yeah. I notice, and I don't know whether it's been handed down from from the the founders of the business, but um, everyone seems to have a common philosophy. And I said I didn't know much about Brown and Hurley before I joined them, but I did know that um, the products that they sold were top shelf, the facilities that they provided was top shelf, and uh, and as I said, I worked for another company, but um, and when I when I pulled the pin at the time. Uh, on where I was working and then coming to join Brown and Hurley, I noticed how the our, our mission statement and the philosophies, um, everyone's got a, a common format. And those key things that you mentioned earlier, put yourself in the customer's shoes, is, is that everyone thinks along the same lines. And to me, I, I truly believe that's probably one of the most successful, well, one of the reasons why the company is so successful and why they've got so many customers. So um, it's an absolute privilege to be working for, for Brown and Hurley and, and said trying to do my best to uphold those values. Yeah, well, so. it's, it's the old saying to thine thyself be true. And whenever you're making a decision, well, you got to, I said before, you got to put yourself in the customer's shoes, but you also got to think when you get up in the morning, you got to look in the mirror and like the bloke that you're looking at and think he did the right thing yesterday. So. Yeah, that's and, and uh, that's my philosophy on business. Yeah. So, Kev, you said you're um, you you are retired. You still get around, oh, see the customers. Oh yeah, we did a. So I still really enjoy going to a lot of deliveries of new new, new trucks. And uh, last week we did a road trip. Rob Brown, my brother Doug, and myself around the branches and went from Yatla to Toowoomba to Roma to Emerald to Mackay to Rockhampton to. Caboolture and back, and uh, so yeah, I really enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. the people, enjoy the customers. Yeah. Getting around. So if 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 anyone wanted to 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 get in contact with you these days, are you still contactable, or you you run very un- very contactable, and uh, my number's listed in the company. I still got an order book and a pen if anyone <laughs> felt the urge. <laughs> I actually bought the pen with me just in case someone wanted to buy one, one today. <laughs> That's a sign of a good salesman having a pen, an order book, and a couple of business cards. So. Old salesman never do I. Yeah, Kev, I'd like to say thank you for coming in today. It's been an absolute privilege to, uh, to spend a bit of time with you and, and sharing some of your uh, your stories. Um, it's an honour to be working for you and with you, and uh, I've never felt more welcome in a business. So, thanks again for uh, your time today. Thank you, Bruce. I, uh, my pleasure to be here and I tell you what, I reckon that David Frost fella might be in a bit of trouble. You're going to knock him off the perch as the best interviewer, I think. Before we go, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Subscribing means you won't miss the next episode when it's published. Your feedback is also very welcome and you can reach out to us on Brown and Hurley Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn pages. 
You'll also find lots of useful information about us and the products we offer on our website, brownandhurley.com.au. Thanks again for listening to Brown and Hurley's Big Podcast, brought to you by the Big Truck People. This podcast has been produced by the Brisbane Podcasting Centre.